and the pain continues. How can I penetrate the problem without it becoming theoretical? Right? The questioner is you and I. The questioner, which is you and I, say, I am in pain. Not merely physical pain, but the psychological pain, which I have endured for many, many years. And I I have tried to analyse it, I've tried to understand it, I've tried to go to the very root of it, which is the totality. And at the end of my long, strenuous inquiry, I've still the pain left. And apparently it's becoming an abstraction, a theory which I'm grappling with, not with the fact, but my appreciation and my investigating has made me an abstra- made that an abstraction. You follow this? Right? I wonder if are you tired? Human beings are hurt. All people are hurt. You mean like both the physical and the psychological? Psychological, especially. Especially the psychological, psychological. level, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Physically we can tolerate it. Yes. We can bear up with a pain and say, well, I won't let it interfere with my thinking. I won't let it corrode my psychological quality of mind, I can watch over it, mind can watch over that. But the psychological hurts are much more important and difficult to grapple with and understand. Yes, yes, yes. I think it is necessary because a mind that is hurt is not an innocent mind. Mm-hmm. The very word in innocent comes from nurture. Not to hurt a mind that is incapable of being hurt, and there's a great beauty. In that. Yes, there is. It's it's a marvelous uh, it's a, it's a marvelous word. We have usually used it to indicate a lack of something. I know. Yes, and, and there there was turned on and, upside down again. And the yes. Christians have made it such a absurd thing of it. Yes, I, I I understand that. So, I think we ought to. When we in discussing religion, we ought to inquire very, very deeply the nature of hurt. Because if a mind that is not hurt is an innocent mind, and you need to, this quality of innocence to be so totally attentive. If I've been following you correctly, I think maybe uh, you would say, wouldn't you, that that, uh, one becomes hurt 
when he starts thinking about thinking that he's hurt. Look, it's much deeper than that, isn't it? From childhood, the parents compare the child with another child. But that's when that thought arises. There it is. When you compare, you are hurting. Yes. No, we say, but we do it. Oh, yes, of course, we do it. Of Therefore, course. is it possible to live and educate a child without comparison? Without imitation? And therefore, never get hurt in, in, in that way. And one is hurt because one has built an image about oneself. The image which has built about oneself is a form of resistance. A wall between you and me. And when you touch that wall at its tender point, I get hurt. Through education, through social structure and the nature of our society in which we live, we have been hurt, we have images about ourselves which are going to be hurt, and <coughs> is it possible not to create images at all? I don't know if I'm making myself... You are. That you is, are. suppose I, I have an image about myself which I have, unfortunately. If I, <clears throat> if I have an image, is it possible to wipe it away, hmm, to understand it, therefore dissolve it, and never to create a new image about myself? You understand? Living in a society, being educated, I have built an image, inevitably. Now, can that image be wiped away? Wouldn't it disappear with this complete act of attention? That's what I'm coming to gradually. It would totally disappear. But I must understand how this image is born. I can't just say, well, I'll wipe it out. You? Mm. Yes, we have to. Use, use attention as a means of wiping it out. It doesn't work that way. In understanding the image, in understanding the hurts, in understanding the education in which one has been brought up, in the family, the society, the, all that, in understanding of that, out of that understanding comes the attention. Not attention first and then wipe it out. You can't attend if I'm hurt. If I'm hurt, I, I, how can I attend? Because that hurt is going to keep me, consciously or unconsciously, from this total attention. The amazing thing, if I'm understanding you correctly, uh, is that even in the study of the dysfunctional history, provided I bring total attention to that, there's going to be a non-temporal relationship Absolutely. between That's the active right. attention and the healing that takes yeah. place. Yeah. While I am attending, the thing is, the living. Thing is leaving. Yes, yes. we've got That's inging right. along here That's throughout. Right. That's right. Yes, exactly. 
exactly. So, uh, there are two questions involved. Is, is the, are the hurts, can the hurts be healed mm-hmm. so that not a mark is left? And is there a possibility, can future hurts be prevented completely, not without, without any resistance? Those are two problems, and they can be understood only and resolved when I give attention to the understanding of my hurt, when I look at it, not translate it, not wish to wipe them away, just to look at it, as we went into that question of perception, just to see my hurt. The hurts I've received, the insults, the negligence, the <coughs> the casual word, hmm? the gesture, all those hurts, and the language one uses, especially in this country. You? Know? Oh yes, yes. There seems to be a relationship between what you're saying. And one of the meanings of the word salvation, to be... Salvare, to save. To save. Safe. To make whole. And to make whole. How can you be whole if you are hurt? Impossible. Therefore, it is tremendously important to understand this question. Yes, it is. But I'm thinking of a child who comes to school who's already got a freight car uh, filled with hurts. hurts. Uh, we, we're not dealing with a little one in the crib now. We're, no. we're, we're already... Already, we're, re- already hurt. Already hurt. And hurt because it's hurt. <laughs> and it multiplies endlessly, of, of doesn't course. it? From that hurt he's violent. Yes. From that hurt he's, he's frightened and therefore withdrawing. From that hurt he will do uh, neurotic things. From that hurt he will accept anything that gives him safety. God, his idea of God is a a God who will never hurt. (laughs) Sometimes a distinction is made between ourselves and animals with respect to this problem. Uh, An an animal, for instance, that has been uh, badly hurt will will be disposed toward everyone uh, in terms of emergency and attack. But over a period of time, it might take three, four years, uh, if the animal is loved and... So, sir, you see, you said love. We haven't got that. No. I mean, the parents... uh, haven't got love for their children. They may talk about love. Because hmm? the moment they compare the younger to the older, they have, they have hurt the child. Yes. Your father was so clever. You are such a stupid boy. There you begun. In schools, when they give you marks, it's a hurter. Not marks, it's a deliberate hurt. 
and that is torn. And from that, there is violence, there is every kind of aggression, you know, all that takes place. So how can a mind... A mind cannot be made whole or is whole unless this is understood very, very deeply. The question that, that I had in mind before re regarding what we've been saying is that this animal, if loved, will, provided we're not dealing with brain damage or something, oh, good. Uh, will, in time, love in return. But the thought is that with the human person, uh, love cannot be, in that sense, coerced. Uh, it isn't that one would coerce the animal to love, but that the animal, because innocent, does, in time, simply accept, respond, accept. So, but, so, but then a human person, a human person is doing something we don't <laughs> think the animal is. No, the human being is being hurt and is hurting all the time. Exactly, exactly. Uh, while he's mulling over his hurt, then he, he's likely to misinterpret the very act of generosity and love of that is made toward him. So, what, so we are involved in, in something uh, very frightful here. By the time the child comes into school, he's seven already, years old. He's already gone, finished, tortured. It's big, that is the tragedy of it. So that's what I mean. Yes, I know. And, and when you ask the question, as you have, uh, is there a way uh, to, to educate the child so that the child... He's uh, never hurt. That is uh, part of education, that's part of culture. Civilization is, is hurting. So look, you see this everywhere, all over the world. This constant comparison, constant imitation, constant saying, you are that, I must be like you. I must be like a Krishna, like Buddha, like Jesus, you follow? That's a hurt. Religions have, have hurt people. The child is born to a hurt parent. Mm -hmm. And sent so to a school where it is taught by That's a hurt teacher. Now you're asking, is there a way mm -hmm. to educate this child so that the child recovers? I should, it is possible. Yes, yes, please, please. That is, when the teacher realizes, when the educator realizes he is hurt and the child is hurt, is aware of his hurt, and is aware also the child's hurt, then the relationship changes. Then he, he will, in the very act of teaching, whatever mathematics, whatever it is, he is not only freeing himself from his hurt, but also helping the child to be free of his hurt. After all, that is education. To see that I, who am the teacher, I am hurt. I've gone through agonies of hurt, and I want to, I want, I want to help that child not to be hurt. And he has come to the school being hurt. So I say, all right, 
we both are hurt, my friends. <laughs> huh? Let us see. Let's wipe it. Help each other to wipe it out. That is the act of love. Comparing the human organism with the animal, I return to the question whether it is the case that this relationship to another human being must bring about this Obviously, so if relationship exists, we said relationship can only exist when there is no image between you and me. But let us say that there's a teacher who has come to grips with this in himself very, very deeply, has, has as you put it, gone into the question yeah. deeper, 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 and deeper, has come to the place where he no longer is hurt-bound. Yes, sir. The child that he meets, or the young student, student that he meets, or even a student his own age, because we have adult education. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, is a person who, who is hurt-bound, and uh, will he not... Uh, Transmit that hurt to another? No, no, will he not, uh, because he is hurt-bound, be prone to misinterpret the activity of the one who is not hurt-bound. But there is no person who is not hurt-bound, except very, very few. Uh, look, uh, lots of things have happened to me, personally. I've never been hurt. I, I'm, I say this in all uh, humility, in a real sense. I, I don't know what it means to be hurt. Things have happened to me. Have, people have done every kind of thing to me. Praised me, flattered me, kicked me around, everything. It is possible. And <coughs> as a teacher, as an educator, to see the child, and if and I, it is my responsibility as educator to see he's never hurt. Not just teach some beastly subject. It is far more important. I think I have some grasp of, of, of what you're talking about. I, I, I don't think I could ever, in my wildest dreams, uh, say that I have never been hurt. Though. I do have difficulty, and have since a child, I've even been taken to task for it, uh, dwelling on it. I remember a colleague of mine once saying to me with some testiness when we were discussing a situation in which there was conflict uh, in the faculty, well, the trouble with you is, you see, you can't hate. <laughs> and it was looked upon as, as a as a disorder, disorder. In, in terms of being unable to make a focus towards the, the enemy in such a way as, as to uh, devote yes, total attention to that. And, uh, sanity is taken for insanity. Yes. Hmm? 
So, so I, I, my reply to him was simply, well, that's right, and we might as well face it, and I don't intend to do anything about quite, that. Quite, quite. But quite. it didn't help the situation no. in terms of no. the interrelationship. So, our question is then, in education, can a teacher, educator, observe his hurts, become aware of them, and in his relationship with the student, resolve his hurt and the student's hurt? That's one problem. It is possible if the teacher is really, in the deep sense of the word, educator. That is to cultivate. And the next question, sir, from that arises, is the mind capable of not being hurt, knowing it has been hurt? You follow? Not add more hurts. I mean, mm-hmm. I have these two problems. One, being hurt, that's the past, and never to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mean I build a wall of resistance, that I withdraw, that I go off into a monastery, or I become s- 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 drug addict, or some silly things like that. But no hurt. Is that possible? You see the two questions? Now, if <coughs> that is, what is hurt? What is the thing that is hurt? You follow? What we said the physical hurt is not the same as psychological. No. We are dealing with psychological hurt. What is the thing that is hurt? The psyche? The image which I have about myself? It's an investment that I have in it. Yeah. It's my investment in myself. Yes. I've divided myself off from myself. In myself. That means, why should I invest in myself? What is myself? Yes, I do. In which I have to invest something. What is myself? All the words, the names, the qualities, the education, the bank account, the furniture, the house, the the hurts, the all that is me. In an attempt to answer the question, what is myself, I immediately must resort to all this stuff. Obviously. There isn't any other way. And then I haven't got it. Then I praise myself because I must be so marvelous as somehow to slip out. You know? <laughs> right, right. I, I, I see what you mean. So, I, um, yes, go ahead. No, please. please. I, I, I was thinking uh, just a moment back when you were saying it is possible for, for the teacher to come into relationship with the student uh, so that an, a work of healing or an act of healing Jesus, happens. This is what I would do if I was in a class. That's the first thing I would begin with not some subject. He said, look, you're hurt and I'm hurt. We're both of us hurt. And point out what hurt does, how it kills people, how it destroys people. Out of that there is violence, out of that is brutality, out of that there I want to hurt people. You follow all that comes in. I would spend ten minutes talking about that, every day in different ways. Till, till both of us see it, then 
as an educator, I will use the right word, and the student will use the right word. There will be no gesture, there will be no... We are both involved in it. But we don't do that. Moment we come to the class, we pick up a book and there it goes off. I, if I was an educator, whether with the older people or with the younger people, I would be, I would establish this relationship. That's my duty, that's my job, that's my function. Not just to transmit some uh, information. Yes, that's, that's really very profound. I think one of the reasons that what you have said is so difficult for an educator reared within the whole academic... Yes, because we are never... We are, we are so vain. Exactly. We want not only to hear that it's possible for this transformation to take place, but we want it to be regarded as, as demonstrably proved yes. and therefore not merely possible but predictably certain. Certain, yes. And he wants then to we're guarantee. back to the whole of thing. Of course, then we're back yeah. into the old rotten stuff. Quite n Next time, uh, uh, could we take up the relationship of, of love to, to this? Yes. Well, I, I, I would very much yes, sure yes. enjoy that. And it would seem to me... We'd all come together. We'd come together in the gathering together. And how do you prevent future hurts? Not by resistance, not by withdrawal, not by becoming more and more hard. Have you ever... Do you want to wipe out your hurts? Or do you love your hurts? Now, do, do please... I'm doing that, sir. We are doing it. Do you want to keep your hurts? There's great pleasure in keeping them. Because that gives you vitality, energy to hurt somebody else. So if you want to be free of all hurts, what will you do? So that you are never under any circumstances in your relationship with the world or with your friend, what you never to be hurt. You know what it means to have a mind that is incapable of being hurt. Hurt also, which is the other side, is flattering. <laughs> Both are the same. So, is it possible to end? this being hurt. Huh? Do you want to find out? Quelle heure est-il? Moins de dix. I better stop. Uh, all right, all right. Piano, piano, piano. Do you really want to go into this? Yes. All right, sir, I'll do it for you. But do it. Instead, not just live with words and ideas, but do it. Because then you, you are free from, you know, 
then you are you have a then you blossom in goodness, you flower in goodness then. We are divided that way, the idea and the fact. Or the idea about the fact. Right? See what we are how how we are complicating everything. The fact is there, I am hurt. Then I have an idea. Which is, I must not be hurt. And how am I then to get out of it? Not to be hurt. The idea becomes far more important than the pain itself, because my whole endeavour is directed towards moving away from it. Right? That becomes the theory, a theory which is being opposed, which is opposed to the fact. See, this is our life. The Bible, the Upanishads, the Gita, and the Quran say something, and our life is different. So there is always this battle, conflict. The idea and the fact. The meaning of that word idea originally, Greek and so on, is to observe. You understand? To observe what is, not make an abstraction of it. Right? We live in abstractions. I wonder if you see all this. My husband should be that. My wife is not that. You follow? I am brutal, I must not be brutal. So on, so on. Always the avoidance of the fact by escaping to the theory, to the idea, to the ideal. If that is clear, then the question is, I am hurt. I have been wounded from childhood, right? from my parents, from other boys, because I happen to be a little sensitive. My parents have scolded me. Beaten me, harsh words, do, don't do, and the other boys too. So, right through life, school, college, university, if I'm lucky enough, I'm being hurt all along, being compared with somebody much better than I am, much more clever, giving greater marks. You follow? This whole educational movement is. A process of getting hurt. Compare, compare, compare. You are not important, the other fellow is important. This is this is actual, I'm not exaggerating. So I'm hurt, that's a fact. Or the pain 
that I am induced by wanting something more that I am capable of. By comparing myself with somebody who is far more intelligent, brighter, nicer looking and all that, and through that comparison I have hurt myself. This is a common factor for all human beings, this goes on. So I am hurt. And I have analysed it, and analysis hasn't solved the problem. I do not know if you want to go into the whole meaning of analysis, perhaps not now, because there is no analyzer is not different from the analysed. It's a waste of energy to analyse. Oh, I don't. Why don't I talk about beautiful things? Why talk about pain? If the more you talk about, the more you strengthen it. The gentleman says. Yes, sir. I've got it. Now we have talked about beauty. Beauty is not the opposite of ugly. Pain is not the opposite of not having pain. It's pain. When you talk about the opposite, you are avoiding the present. Aren't we aren't we most of us hurt? Or we are unaware of that hurt. Or we have totally become used to it and therefore we don't know we are hurt. It's like living in a filthy slum and we are used to it. When you are not loved and you want to be loved, When you love somebody and that somebody turns his back on you, that you are hurt. We know all this, as well as we know toothache. So we are talking about this deep psychological hurt. We are not exaggerating it. We are not emphasising that hurt by talking about it. But we are looking at it together. And if one becomes conscious of it, aware of it, and sees the consequences of that hurt, that is, fear not to get more hurt, so building a wall around oneself, isolating oneself, afraid of others who might hurt you, always seeking companions who will be pleasant and avoiding, always on your tentacle, you follow, nervous, so gradually you become neurotic. The consequence of that hurt is not only a withdrawal from other human beings who might hurt, but also gradual isolation taking place. And from through that isolation, all kinds of neurotic habits and attitudes and behaviour. So, when one observes this, 
is the hurt different from the from you who have an image about yourself? You understand my question? That is, I have an image about myself. I'm a great man, or I'm this or that, and that image has been created from childhood. You must be somebody. Julius Caesar, if possible, or great saint, if possible, or the top executive, or one of those politicians. You must be somebody. And gradually, one builds up an image about oneself. Noble or ignoble, insufficient or sufficient, there is that image you know, in most people. <coughs> and when you say something harsh, be my wife, husband, or friend, or neighbour, I am hurt, which is the image is hurt, which I have created about myself. That image is me. And when I say I am hurt, I am saying not only the image which I am, but also the maker of that image. You follow me? So, I am diff- not different from the image which I have built about myself. And when, they, when there is hurt, it is the image that is hurt with which I have identified myself as the me. So I say I am hurt. And whole society, the social structure, the moral, the religious structure is helping, to, helping me to maintain that image. Obviously. And so as long as I have that image, I'm going to be hurt. Do what I will, try to suppress it, run away from it, analyse it, go to analyst and all the rest of it. <coughs> it always will remain, because I have the image about myself. Now the question is, is it possible to live without a single image? That's the real question. Not how how to be not hurt, or being hurt, how to be free of that hurt. But the real question is, as long as there is an image, that image will retain that memory of that hurt and avoid the future hurts. So the question is, is it possible? not to have a single image about your country, about yourself, about anything. Why do we have images about ourselves and about our neighbour, wife, somebody or that? Why? About a politician, you have all images, haven't you? 
who is the president of the administration, of Miss Thatcher. Hmm? <laughs> you all have image of support, everybody. But the most important image is yourself. Why? Is it because it gives one a security, a port of safety? A port which is permanent, which is unshakable, secure, and you, that image sustains you. And that image, as long as it exists, however much it may protect you, is going to be hurt. There is always somebody better. More beautiful, more clever, more this, more that. So the question is not how to be rid of the image, or what the machinery that makes the image, which is fairly simple, which is our thinking about ourselves endlessly. That's not the question, but the question is. Is it possible to live a life without a single image? Living in this modern world that demands that you have an image and be completely free of no image. Because you say an image is inevitably going to be hurt. Inevitably. And if you like being hurt and enjoy being hurt, there are people, sadistic and neurotic and all kinds of people, love that kind of thing. A friend of mine long ago said, How can you say to me, he said to me, How can you say love cannot exist where there is jealousy? And the friend said, But if I am not, if I am, if I'm not jealous of my wife, I have no love for her. You understand? So similarly, I realize as long as I have an image, I shall be hurt. That's a fact. And. My inquiry now is to li- live without a single image. And it is possible, totally. Don't accept my word for it, but you can inquire into it yourself if you want to. To live a life without a single image about anything. Only when you realize the nature of that image, how it has been put together, how thought and desire and all the things sustain it, when you see the fact of it, the truth of it, then the image maker comes to an end. And there you are, a mind that has no image, 
which means a mind that's totally, completely free. And most people don't want to be free. It's too frightening. So they go back to their patronage. So, at the end of this morning talk, for an hour and half nearly, where are we? Do we actually see an image is the most destructive way of living? Do we actually see that following another will never cure our illness? The cure, sanity, health lies when one is totally alight to oneself. 